You're listening to The Chain, a science podcast where we bring what is new in biologics and protein engineering to the community of scientists working in this field. We discuss the latest developments with leaders who are on the front lines of cutting-edge research. Welcome back to The Chain. I'm your host, Rory McCann. Today's conversation was recorded back in the fall of 2019 before the coronavirus outbreak that is our new normal in the spring of 2020. I sat down with Sarah Mungsbo in Lisbon to discuss her work and her recent honor as Entrepreneur of the Year in her home country of Sweden. I don't think there's ever a bad time to hear inspiring stories or learn from people who are doing great work and making a difference, but at a time where innovation looks different and we are being tested as a global community, I believe stories of hard work and celebrations of achievement, as well as a reflection on our own journeys, are powerful and necessary. I hope you are staying safe and inspired and that you enjoy my conversation with Sarah. I'm Rory McCann. I'm with Dr. Sarah Mungsbo. She is an associate senior lecturer from Uppsala University. She is the chief development officer at Eltimovex, and she has also founded Immuneed, a specialized analysis service company in the area of medicine and immunology. We are here together at PEGS Europe 2019 in Lisbon, Portugal. Sarah, very big welcome to you. Thank you for meeting with me. Thank you for having me in the podcast. Wonderful. Sarah, you have recently been named Entrepreneur of the Year by the Swedish magazine Vekans Afarar. I believe you beat out 100 other candidates for this title. Congratulations. Thanks. How, what does it mean to you that you have been honored in this way? Um, I think it means a lot in that I get a platform and I also get to voice um, the important part in our field but it's also perhaps a reflection of that our field has advanced so well in the clinic and that this of course bounces back on me being in that field for a long time so um, I, just, uh, I just see it as a positive thing and I'm just trying to um, uh, be a good ambassador for the immune oncology field in that way now. That's really great. That's a great way to phrase that as an ambassador from your field. Uh, What inspired you to branch out into entrepreneurship and what has the process sort of been like for you? Um, In Sweden, we have uh, something called Lärarundantaget, teacher exemption, which uh, actually says that it's not the university uh, who owns the IP or the invention. So it's really about the individual researchers that needs to take the leap to become an entrepreneur in order for innovations to reach the clinic and, and to mature into companies. And so the support system for that has greatly advanced um, as an attachment to the university. And I was sort of curious about that support system um, when I was coming back from my postdoctoral period uh, in Holland at LUMC. And so when I got into that support system, it really helped me to understand how to uh, become an entrepreneur and also give me a network, which was the most crucial part for becoming a successful entrepreneur. Do you think the system that is currently in place regarding who owns the IP, do you think that system enables uh, scientists to branch out into entrepreneurship better than if it was a different system? Um, 
I mean, you can compare it to other systems in Europe. Um, and I think that uh, when they study this as a part of a research study, I mean, they, they do favor um, systems that give the entrepreneurs something back in return. Uh, that may not be as uh, extreme as in Sweden, where you have to do your whole journey yourself, but uh, a transfer tech office might not be the, the most resourceful way to, to actually give uh, individuals the means and the um, interest to do the journey. Because you sort of already know that you can rely on someone, uh, but it's not for sure that the transfer tech office will um, understand and pursue the project in the way that actually leads to commercialization. Um, whether, I mean, our system in Sweden is the best one, I'm, I'm not sure I, I am the person to answer that, uh, because it also depends on who you are. Uh, the, you will give that person a lot of um, loneliness in that sense, because you're alone and, and to be able to um, negotiate agreements or drive IP questions, uh, you will need to identify the funding and the legal parts on that. And that is something you need to learn. And it takes time. So there is also risk that you dilute out the researchers from university in that sense. But finding a balance where there is some kind of um, educational part in becoming an entrepreneur, um, a support system for it, uh, can, kind of a reward for that person to do that journey, I think it would be beneficial and would expand new companies outside Sweden also if you implemented that. It's very interesting. It sounds like there are just pros and cons to any system and no matter what yeah. system you're yeah. in, you have to and who you are maybe yeah. in that system and what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And of course, I have worked uh, much with um, more applicational parts of immunology, but where you are in basic research, um, it's, it's another type. Maybe you don't really know what your commercial journey will look like, or even if it's a commercial journey by that discovery until later. So yeah, I think you're just indifferent places depending on where you work in your research. That's really interesting. Now, how has your prior experience bled into this new venture? What lessons have you taken from that or how has it helped you or hindered you along your way? Um, so I think that for every sort of journey you do, you learn um, from every negotiation, from every meeting and from every person you um, attach to your own network, you learn. Um, and then it's also easy to say, well, now I've done one journey and now you know, I've learned so much that I would do the other one better, but each journey is unique. And um, it's also difficult maybe sometimes to find the, the co-workers and the colleagues you want to do the journey with, with the right competence. So um, I think that for me, it's still about the network and it's still about the people that you um, can find to work with, because it's not about you and, and your own journey. It's about the journey together, and it's about finding a way to uh, identify all the different competences you need, and putting that together into a team, I think it's the success you will need. And that team will handle different types of questions, and, and I'm good at parts of it, I'm not good at others, and understanding what you're good at and not good at is also part of that.
So knowing yourself and being honest yeah. with your own strengths and weaknesses and having the network to reach out yeah. and find yeah. people who can yeah. help bring it all together. That's great. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about your work. In each of your ventures at Ultimovax, you have a cancer vaccine, UV1, in clinical studies, and you are currently developing new vaccine candidates for R&D. Uh, let's talk a little bit about UV1 and what you're working on with the R&D candidates. Um, yeah, so Ultimovax uh, is a Norwegian company, and I'm working then as, uh, at the daughter company uh, in Sweden, and UV1 is um, a peptide-based vaccine. Uh, it is uh, meant to enhance the number of T helper cells that expand and can then be directed to the tumor. And of course, a tumor will require telomerase to be able to prolong its telomeres and to divide indefinitely. And that's why we also need to target telomerase in our vaccine approaches. And so we have um, uh, seen that those people that have a long-term um, survival uh, with this vaccine approach, they also have a number of specific T cells then in their blood. And this is also what we're now trying to pursue more going into phase two clinical trials. Wow, that's awesome. Congratulations on Bringing, bringing it to this point. Yeah, and, and I mean, this is not part of, of a journey which I have been part of, and, and uh, this is, of course, stemming from Professor Gustav Gaudenach in Oslo, um, but uh, being part of that journey now with the technologies which uh, come from Immunid now, which Ultimax purchased, um, is great, and it's great to see uh, that developments which Gustav, you know, made during early 2000 is now uh, being uh, focused into phase two studies. Wow, so you are a piece of someone else's puzzle journey. Yeah, and I think, I think we all are. Yeah. Uh, I think that, you know, it's not a short journey with drug development. Mm -hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not. Uh, at Immunid, you, you founded the company to perform antibody analysis. Um, can you tell us a bit about what is unique about the system that you use? Um, yeah, so Immunid, when we founded it, um, it was part of it was the service business, characterize antibodies, and part of it was this platform technology, which is an adjuvant technology to boost the responses to peptide vaccines, and that's what went into Ultimavax and what I'm working on now. Um, but the service business in Immunid, that's really about understanding what happens when the antibody meets blood the first time. So when you inject something as an infusion product, that antibody, if it's anything that will interact with an immune cell, there is an immune activation profile to be read from that. And that immune activation profile, uh, we need to characterize. It is also important from regulatory perspectives because the first time you go with an antibody into the clinic, there's a lot of things that can happen. So we provide that kind of service in a system which is kind of different from the traditional, uh, more purified systems. So here we're actually just using the blood without adding any um, anticoagulants. And by providing a, a circulating blood environment, we also have all the cascade systems uh, active. 
And all cascade systems can, of course, interact with antibodies. So that is something that is really beneficial to the system, that you look at the immune profile of the innate, the adaptive immunity, but also all the proteins in circulation in, in the plasma. Awesome. Now, also, in addition to your work with Altimovax and your founding of Immunid, you also work um, in agonist immunotherapy, particularly anti-CD40 agonists um, at Uppsala. What are some of the strategies in new development in that whole field that excites you? Um, yeah, so it is a field which has sort of matured during the last 10 years. Um, I mean, there has been advantage, uh, advances with anti-CD40 agonistic therapies in the clinic uh, with phase one studies mainly uh, going into phase two. And I mean, the field has in the beginning been hampered by sort of a close um, a closeness to the therapeutic effective dose and the toxicity of the same dose. Um, so what our group and others have done is to try to look at what is the right uh, administration route. And then a lot of uh, groups have focused on the design of those antibodies. How do we design them to actually deliver the effect in the tumor and not the toxicity? Uh, and then the formulation, is there a slow release formulation? And I think that the excitement in the field lies in that we now understand where to target CD40 to get effect, what isotypes we should use, uh, and what structure the antibody should have to give the effect. But also, um, we understand more around, around the route of administration. And I think that we need to transfer this now into the clinic and need to use our knowledge about how the CD40 agonistic antibodies work and how they rely on an actual antigen presentation to be able to exert their effect. So um, I think that when our preclinical work now is going into the clinic, uh, it excites me to see if we can really transform this into a viable option um, and complement the checkpoint blocking therapies. What, what is sort of crucial is that we also understand how, um, I mean, CD40 is expressed on many immune cells. And just by going after the uh, activating um, immune stimulating results, we also have a backlash of myeloid cells that get activated in the tumor microenvironment. And any effective therapy in the tumor, regardless if it's an infusion product or if it's an intratumoral approach, will sort of activate also counter mechanisms. So I think, I hope at least to see uh, a better sort of combination strategy where we look upon uh, molecules, maybe even small molecules, with, uh, with possibilities to change the um, myeloid infiltration. Uh, also large molecules are designed to do that. Um, so I think it's an exciting time, um, but it will require um, us to really focus on the design of those uh, clinical trials. Oh, it is an exciting time, and it sounds like it's all keeping you busy. Yeah. <laughs> now, on a last note, what advice would you have for other scientists, maybe particularly academics, who may want to take a similar step in their career to branch out into entrepreneurship? Um, so, I mean, I guess you just need to identify also the reason why 
you want to do it? And mm -hmm. then also, what are your sort of, wh why would you be scared to do it? Or are you scared? If not, you do it, you know? <laughs> and then find your network to do it. Uh, if you are scared, identify why you are, and then also try to identify if there's a way to circumvent that fear. Um, in my case, I mean, it was just a big step to even dare to start or found, found a company. Uh, I did that together with two of my colleagues at that time. But just like that, that sort of seemed like a big step. And when you go over and dare to do that step, which you sort of was afraid of, then it's like no big deal anymore. And then you sort of realize that you can do this and then identify what is key for that to work. And for me, it was also understanding that that's not just, it's not about all about me. As I said before, it's all about people and the team. So um, building yourself is important, but also building the team and the company around yourself is most important. But daring, daring to do the journey and be curious. Wow, that's really great advice. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule as the Entrepreneur of the Year. It's an honor to speak with you. And uh, thank, you for, thank you for sharing and for being here today. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on The Chain. Tune in next time for more conversations about science, research, and exploring the world of protein engineering.